0: tabby and i'm caitlin and today we will be discussing the shadow and bone trilogy adaptation on netflix by lee bardugo thanks lee trademarks copyright i don't know glad to have you back boo so last week we discussed the shadow and bone trilogy by lee bardugo which was adapted into a tv show by netflix um april 23rd 2021 that's when it aired um it's a super freaking good TV show, guys! It is good. so effing good. Yeah, um, I think partly is because of the cast they chose for the mm-hmm. show. Um, Because so far it's pre- it's it's pretty similar to the books. Um, They have added their own players into it. They're kind of combining the different series, which I really enjoy. It's a banger of a show. Whenever I watched the show, I had just finished the first book. I hadn't read. Uh, the second or third yet, and I also have not read Six of Crows, so that is, like, all new characters for me when I watched the show, but I was, like, super excited by the introduction of all of those characters, and I would rate it a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I'd probably do 9 out of 10 as well. Um, there were some stuff I wasn't, like, a big fan of, but there were more things that I enjoyed than I didn't, so definitely 9 oh. out of 10. So some stuff that we really enjoyed about the TV show, like we said, it's better than the book. It just is. No question. Um, And also the casting was... 10 out of 10 the casting could not have been more spot on for this show so we are introduced to new characters in this or this um season um whereas like the first trilogy only focused on like the darkling alina mal and nikolai this one also adds in um the six of crows duology so we get to meet kaz brecker and Nej, and uh jasper and i and also nina and Matthias and Mm -hmm. so it's like super super cool that we get to see some backstory about all of them because you don't get to meet them until later series so that was something that I really enjoyed yeah and they were intertwined really well because like they they wrote them into the events of Like the first Shadow and Bone book. Right. And they weren't characters in that book, but they are existing in that world at the same time. Well, and that's the cool thing about it is that everything that happened with the Six of Crows actually did not happen in any of the books. So that was all brand new stuff that they wrote in. So it could lead up to what happens when they start the Six of Crows duology. So it's like the perfect transition. Yeah, that was really great. And I'm sure Lee had a lot to do with the writing of that. And she like did a great job weaving it into her her canonical story that already exists. Yes, huge fan of that added so much to it. Definitely. Another thing that we really liked is the festival scene. Amazing. Dude, Hold it was on. so good. I don't know if it was like the festival, but like whenever they had like the giant meeting in the castle, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. The like, whenever you saw all the keftas and like the different colors. That oh was you're so like, good. Wow, like these people, like they look beautiful, they look powerful, they all looked confident, and like they had like their own colors to signify what type of Grisha they are. Like it brought it to life beautifully. I thought well, and something I thought was very interesting about that scene, too. So in the original series, um, Alina wore bl- a black kefta um, to symbolize that she was like with the Darkling. They were like of the same power in the TV show. She actually refuses to wear the black kefta. So some stuff like changes, which makes me think that there are going to be some some cool changes that they make that aren't going to necessarily follow along with the book plot. And I, fit, mm-hmm. I think that fits her character better too. Yeah, I think she would be like, no, like, so Alina, um, they end up making her her own Kefta. They make her a white one instead. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, like that's me. I'm, I'm my own person. I'm my own Grisha with unique powers. And so I really like that. It makes her seem a lot more confident and sure of herself, which yeah. she was not in the book series whatsoever. I'm pretty sure I said something that I like fucking loved about this was the kissing scene that they had between Ben Barnes and Jesse Mailey. Lee. It in the garden was, no, or in the, it, in it that room in, the, in his bedroom in that dark room listen folks at home that was the most beautiful and passionate on-screen kiss that i have ever witnessed in my life yeah. and i watched that episode probably 12 times just to see it because <laughs> ben Bar- ben Barnes just stole the fucking show so i love you ben bonds ben bonds i love you so much ben bonds so whenever they had the kissing scene so first of all they make out it's cool you can feel the on screen chemistry like it is perfection mm-hmm. but they pull away. He walks off screen and then he comes back again. And that was a creative choice that Ben Barnes made in the heat of the moment to come back and kiss her. And I was like, holy shit, like, I'm in love with both of you. I'm being seducted by him. Or <laughs> I, I'm being slowly. Sedu- I don't remember what the thing is, but yeah, he absolutely he made the right choice. It was holy beautiful. Cow. It added to the passion um Jessie may lee also an amazing actress she was like okay i love this choice and she full-on like fed into it it was mm. freaking beautiful their real friendship and chemistry and everything is just top-notch yeah amazing amazing job by them i agree uh, that was a beautiful scene yes some stuff that we didn't like about the show so, there's not a lot. There's not a lot I did not like about the show. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like some of the dialogue was kind of cheesy, but I also think the book was kind of cheesy in some yeah. parts. Um, so it I is. wish I wish they had, you know, adapted it a little bit better so that we weren't actually being word for word because some of the stuff I was just like, ew, cringy. Yeah, because (laughs) it was, okay, let's be honest, some of it was just not well written. So, like, we could have revised it a little bit. Like, you could have taken some creative liberties with that script. Um, Yeah. Luckily, it wasn't, like, often, but it's just, like, I don't know. Like, there was one scene, it was, like, right after, like, the Darkling had rescued Alina from, like, when he very first was, like, taking her to the little palace, and they were, like, hijacked on the way there. By the assassins. yeah, Yeah, she, like, falls off of her horse, and he comes in with his magic fingers and, like, slices all of them up and stuff with his shadow daggers. And he, like, picks her up, and she's fucking got, like, dirt on her teeth, and she's, like, smiling at him, and I was just, like, Ew! What what kind of choice was that that we made here? Like that that also, like yeah. What were we trying to convey? Like, are we trying to say like, are we trying to make her seem like childish? Right. If that's the case, then that's gross. Because he is like he is two hundred. He's old. He's an old man. So I don't know. That was probably Lee being like, no, he's a rapist. We need to make him creepier. He's not a rapist, Lee. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) don't do our man like that. Come on, make some better choices. (laughs) We also kind of feel like they kind of, they cut off quite a bit of the bonding time between the Darkling and Alina because Alina in the TV adaptation, she spends less time at the Little Palace and ends up cutting ties with the Darkling sooner because like it follows the events of the entire first book basically. Um, So it's like they don't, they don't, they no don't friends really first. yeah they just kind of portray him like sweeping her off her feet but it's like that meaning isn't really there because they didn't build a bond he just kind of like is like all of a sudden I'm going right. to seduce her I'm going to kiss her and she's like into it but the emotions aren't running deep between them in the show and I will say that's what I did like about the first book so much was that we did fall in love with the Darkling the same way alina did and like yeah. they built like a mutual respect for each other like he took her and like gave her like education that she needed helped her train helped her with literally yeah. anything she needed and she was there at the little palace for a long time he like um, wined and dined her first he didn't just like get to macken you know what i mean but i also feel like in the book he wasn't supposed to be like This Like, I know he was intimidating, but, like, in the TV show, like, Ben Barnes just had such, like, an intimidating presence and, like, just kind of, like, gave off this vibe right off the rip. And that's not the same vibe I got from the book Darkling. Like, I feel like he, like, was definitely supposed to be, like, this war general, but who had, like, a soft side to him. Yeah, like he was supposed to, he was supposed to really care for his Grisha. and like. Yeah, he, and that's not what I got, friend. Yeah, in the book, he was more big brotherly to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, more he's cool family. Mom. Yeah, he was like a, he's not a regular dad. He's a cool dad. He's a cool dad. And in the TV show, no, he was just like very like in your face, like. In the TV show, you. though, he's not a cool dad. He's a dilf. He is. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Yeah. Stolen words right out of my mouth. Love you, Ben Bonds. Love you, Ben Bonds. Um, but that's really the only thing that I didn't love about the TV show. Everything else was perfection. There were a lot of plot changes in like creative liberties they took, which is fully fine with me because they needed to. The biggest one being the inclusion of the Six of Crows storyline. So and um, we start off with Kaz and and Jasper who are basically like this little ragtag group of thieves. I um, love them. They're in a gang and they take a bid to like basically kidnap Alina. I just think it was a super neat inclusion. It kind of gave some depth to the story because while the first book was good, it definitely did lack some depth. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only your one storyline that you had. And so adding that second storyline just really like gave some more interest to it. I think also, the amazing, gorgeous on-screen kiss was born out of creative liberties and acting choices that I fully support. Yeah, good for you, Ben. Good good choices you've made. Okay. Um, Something that they changed in the TV show that they didn't do in the book. Uh, we did not learn the Darkling's real name until, what, the second book, maybe? Yeah, like that little, well, yeah, because he tells Alina. Right. Yeah, maybe it was the first one. I don't remember. But we do not learn his name oh. until way later in the storyline. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's supposed to be like this super secretive thing. Like he does well, not want yeah, to know. They don't want him to, or the, he doesn't want people to figure out that he has been alive for all this time. Right. Because then they'll know that he's the black heretic, which is right. not what his image is right now. But in the TV show... Yeah, he's like, no, call me Alexander. And it's like, whoa, we're not supposed to know that, sir. Yeah, but I guess maybe like, maybe they're changing the storyline. I, yeah maybe they're changing the storyline but the i don't know the black heretic is still the one responsible for creating the fold in the tv series so right well maybe they do find out in the first book because like they find out he's the black heretic and yeah that yeah, tells that's her true. yeah oh, okay but they do it like first episode like she's like calling him the darkling he's like no 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 call me Alexander. call me alexander I mean maybe it's just a name like I don't know like yeah that I don't know Another thing is her okay the amplifier the bone collar yes fugly What the fuck like she's got like like in the book it's supposed to be like just this really cool like antler necklace No, yeah. and the TV show it's coming out of her body it's like a chest plate embedded into her like collarbone. But I don't can't know, even dude. turn her head. Yeah, like it's weird as hell. And it was just supposed to be like a dope ass necklace made out of bones, but now it's just like she's a monster. She's yeah, a freaking what Stein. is this? <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The creative liberties that they took with the way the Grisha like did their like <laughs> I don't, transmutation of the, objects like only way they can, like, summon their powers is first they have to touch their hands hands together. They have to touch first. And then they can use their powers. But let me tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) Finn Barnes knew what he was doing because the Darkling used two fingers and a thumb to do literally all of his magic stuff. Like, whoop! The hand gestures, I'm a big hand person, like, mm, can't even begin to start describe what it is, but, like, I loved that, and, like, they made that, like, a focal point in the TV show. It was (laughs) erotic. It was erotic, and I was like, Ben Barnes, please, (laughs) please. Uh, what is that um that tiktok audio that's like boy is this wrong but boy is it erotic i don't yes. know yes i don't know what it's from but yeah my god yeah uh, like, whenever you <laughs> cut that dude open he's got like his fingers fucking out just like slicing through and i was like stop it right now look like a fucking sexy ass flight attendant sheesh <laughs> i'll tell you what the next thing I want to talk about is just casting choices that Lee Bardugo made. So um, just kind of going through, you know, one by one the different main characters that we had here. So the cool thing about the casting was that Lee Bardugo was very involved with the casting choices. So she actually, before she even dreamt up this as a tv show she had fan casted ben barnes as the darkling and And, uh, got him on board for the tv show and so it was like a dream come true for her which i think is so fucking cool even leave our go fangirls over ben barnes yes um so like she had a huge hand in picking the cast and i think that's why it ended up so good a lot of the characters um these were breakout roles for them so they are not super well known which i think is amazing we should do that with every tv show yeah because some because actors you are wanna, overrated you want to pick the actor that fits the character you don't want to just yeah. like sun cast people Henry Cabell for everything. oh my god if one more of you motherfuckers cast fantastic and anything, as the love interest in anything. I any tall, dark, mind. handsome man, <laughs> it's not always Henry Cavill. It's not. And like, okay, is Henry Cavill an attractive person? Yeah. yeah. Does he belong as the love interest in literally every story? No. Y'all need Henry to calm Henry Cavill down. Has <laughs> weird teeth and you need to fuck off. <laughs> He's got that British smile. And <laughs> in it. In <Isn't> it. <laughs> <laughs> and he, listen guys like i'm i'm not saying but okay he's old he's older he's you know kind of fucking creepy too he is also a little bit like as a person yeah he's a little bit creepy he um is an old man who dates very young very women. young women and that is the behavior of a predator i'm just and it's saying. like listen i get age gaps i get age gaps but he's dating like 20 year old women like exclusively that is, yeah that is like barely a i don't want to get into it but like it's like it's it would be right. one thing if you fell in love with someone and there happened to be an age gap but when it's like literally every single person that you're dating like is he's into younger your age. women yeah i don't like that i don't i don't appreciate that um henry if you're listening cut it out henry date date me <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> no 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 i'm no, just no, ki- no. i don't love you I don't love you. Um, or your weird I, teeth. You're you're fine. You're fine. But guess what? You're not. Uh, you're not the fan cast choice for me. Have I figured out who it is yet? No, I haven't. But no, but it's, <laughs> but it's not Henry Cavill. It's not you. <laughs> Leave him alone, everybody. Just kidding. Don't come for him. Like we're we're just kidding about the age gap stuff. <laughs> yeah, Henry, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> But Ben Barnes was selected for the role of the Darkling. I think he could play literally anything he wanted to ever. Um, and yeah. when we were doing our fan casting for the Avatar TV show, Ben Barnes was up there for me for Reese. Yeah. He's not the fit. He's not the fit. But he could yeah. be. He's not like exactly. It's so hard for me because even I actually after we don't, did don't the know fan my casting, head what Reese looks like. Yeah, I still like. I still don't have someone that I'm like. Oh yes. That would be the perfect response. Me either. But Ben Barnes would be a much better fit than a lot of other like choices that I've seen flying around. So, you know, like it's a pretty solid choice. Yes. But he was a fantastic darkling. Yes, absolutely. And I absolutely agree with Lee's vision from the beginning that he should have been the darkling like because like he has like just this ageless quality to him where like he but the man is 41 years old he's yeah older but he doesn't look a day over 30 and i love that for him yeah he is a very like he aged very well um he always has i as far as i know i don't know anything about ben barnes dating life I don't think he exclusively dates people half his age, which is great. That's a good human. I'd have to look further into it. So don't quote me on that. <laughs> I do know there was like some weirdness um, that like whenever the TV show very first came out, because like he had such good chemistry with Jesse Mae Lee and that people pretty young. are like, hey, she's like pretty young. I mean, yeah. she's probably our age, like not like mm-hmm. the youngest she could be. But people you're like, oh, it's kind of weird, but like it's not it's not well it I is, mean it's not it's, because it is but they're acting so f- for that reason it's not weird but like it is weird but also in the books the darkling is like fucking two centuries old yeah and Amina is like 18 or 19 like she is like fresh. young blood she is you know She's like, a baby. she, she just became legal you know it ain't it ain't right <laughs> But, yeah, uh, Alina is played by Jessie Mae Lee, for those of you who don't know. Um, She is an Asian-American actress. She is amazing. Um, She also uses they, them pronouns, too, if you ever want to. Yep. So. Good to know. Also goes by they, them. But she's super cool. She is an LGBTQ actress, which I always love to see. I love. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month, guys. Yeah. Yeah so love, glad you're all here with us love to celebrate with all of our friends all Huge of our al- five listeners Yeah, <laughs> major this allies we love you so much this is a safe space for you but she's she's super cool this was a, a pretty big breakout role for her as alina starkov and she i, it I mean, justice yeah she like, made me like alina because i don't like she was Book funny alina, but i love tv alina she was really funny yeah, she gave Alina the personality that she was yes. missing in the books. Definitely. And she also just had this, like, innocence to her. And I think that's just how, like, she is as a person in real life, too. She's just just a very pure, yeah, like, person. And that really reflected in her acting, which I liked. Yeah, which honestly, like, fits, again, the character really well. Because Alina is super young. She's put into this role of, like, being... An important leader, like, yeah, randomly. So, yeah, it's very fitting. Okay. So, Mal, as much as we hate him in the book, we thought that Archie Reno, Renault, Renal, yeah, Renault. he did a wonderful job playing him. Like, he is your typical himbo best friend. He's an attractive guy, and he and Jesse May Lee have a really wonderful relationship in real life as well, which translates into them being best friends on screen. Again, really good chemistry between them. And he is, like, I don't really know that I pictured anyone for Mal when I first Mm -hmm. read the book. He makes sense, though. But he does. He makes sense. Like, Mal is supposed to be a good-looking guy who, like, gets the ladies. So that's Archie. He's a good-looking dude. But he's also supposed to be, like, um, a little bit, like, shrimpy, you know? And he's not, like, classically beautiful (laughs) like Ben Barnes is. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to be he was supposed to be rugged yeah he was supposed to be a rugged like good-looking guy who just is a soldier a poor soldier in the army like that's now so he uh he looks the part and he also did a really good job yeah i really enjoyed his care i I don't enjoy the character but i really enjoyed him as actor. I freaking loved the picks for the six of crows. So um, starting with Kaz, Jesper, and Inej, our favorite crows with traumatic pasts. They are fantastic. Um, so Freddie Carter plays Kaz Brecker. Um, Amita Suman, she plays Inej. And then Kit Young plays Jasper, or Jesper. I sorry, love Jesper. I love Jesper. They, and, like, in the books, he he's literally Kit Young. Like, Kit yeah. Young is Jesper. Okay. Uh, I thought like, that, I mean, I didn't know anything about the character beforehand, yes. but I thought they did an amazing job, all of them. They all, like, they are exactly how I pictured the characters. It is so fucking crazy. I so, love that. Freddie Carter, who plays Kaz. So in the book, Kaz is supposed to be just this very tall, sharp looking young man. So like sharp facial features like. Oh, back yeah. Hair. And like that is Freddie Carter. And I thought that was so freaking cool. Like, that's who I pictured. Yeah, um, his bone structure is a Yeah. Like, he just has, like, sharp features. And then Inez is just supposed to be this very beautiful, like, I think she was supposed to be more of, like, Indian or, like, um, Asian-type descent. And that's what Amita Suman is. She's gorgeous. She's amazing. She's a badass. Um, And then your comedic humor, which is Kate Young. They, like, their characters are such a great addition to the the story of the first book. Mm-hmm. And, and on top of that, they're best friends in real life, like, on social, we'll oh. talk about social media here in a second, but, like, they're all just such good friends, and I love that so much. That makes the show so much better. The too. chemistry. Makes, yeah. It, everything is just perfect about the casting, like we said. Yes additionally the characters of matthias and nina were added i uh, love them so much they i'm very interested in their storyline so they're it also did a good six of pros yeah so matthias is played by callahan skogman and nina is played by danielle galligan and oh my god if the chemistry between ben barnes and jesse maylie was good The chemistry between these two five times is phenomenal uh whenever they're like in in that yeah like cuddling for warmth and they're like like, fucking stop right now make out right now the one bed trope are you are you shitting that's my favorite fucking trope And enemies to lovers, oh my god! I eat so, that shit up for breakfast. Um, yeah, amazing. I like I said, have not read *Sex of Crows* yet, but oh I want to because of the portrayal of Matthias and Nina in the TV show. So, well, and same thing. Danielle and Callahan are such good friends in real life. Like, they go visit each other in like their respective countries because Callahan um is actually from the United States. He's from like Wisconsin or something, and like uh-huh. you'd never get that based off of his sick accent that he does for Matthias yeah um but yeah they are just so freaking cute I love them I love all their friendships I love that they love each other on their social media presence which I wanted to talk about anyway like first of all if you want to follow any updates they're all on Shadow and Bone Netflix um on Instagram but go follow the entire cast on Instagram because <laughs> I didn't it was the best choice I've ever made because like I said, they're all just pals. I love like, that. Every that's so single fun. one of them. They all and hang out together. Like, I mean, I'm glad that they're pals and stuff, but they like, they must know that's great marketing for the show. Like, yes. Kudos to them. That's I a great dynamic. I love that shit. I mean, I I love, well, I have Instagram. That's basically like the only social that's media. It. That's it. That's all I use. Instagram <laughs> and, and TikTok, I guess. But I don't really post usually, but keep a lookout Tabby and I might make a TikTok account. And, we're trying uh, our best. We're kind of boomers. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we're kind of boomers. We we came into the TikTok scene a little late. You know what I'm saying? But um. <laughs> Yeah, I do love Instagram. I will probably go follow each and every one of them. Do it. It's the best choice you will ever make because <laughs> their content, like every time I see them like posting pictures of the cool stuff they get up to and like all the different countries they're filming in, like it just fills my heart with joy. Yeah. Well, I love that. I love people having a good time and beautiful places. In season two, we're going to be getting an introduction to characters like Nikolai, our favorite pirate prince, and Toya and Tamar, our favorite henchman slash henchwoman. And they are amazing characters. I love their dynamic so much. Mm. I love, again, that they have, like, defected from the Darkling as Grisha and devoted their service to Nikolai. They're very loyal characters. And they're, they're a good team. And I'm also really excited to see more characters from the Six of Crows duology. Yeah, I'm just hoping that we get some more background on Nikolai and some of his adventures as a pirate because um, we don't really get that in the book. And I think that'd yeah. be cool. Um, so I'm super excited to see how season two goes. The ending of season one was phenomenal. Basically, they just left off where the Darkling is like all scarred up and shit. And he has a shadow creatures. And he basically, he was like, follow. And I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah, dude. I will follow you to the ends of the earth. Ben Barnes. Okay, Ben Barnes. I'm I'm following. <laughs> um, you so don't I'm have stoked. to tell me twice.
1: Yeah. So I stoked. would
0: love to see more of Nikolai's adventures because Sturmhond is like a notorious pirate. Like people know about cool Sturmhond. Character. Yeah. So like Obviously, it would be dope to see like where the legends come from. Like, why is Honda revered? Yeah, that wraps up our spiel on Shadow and Bone trilogy, as well as the TV show. We probably won't talk about it ever again. So leave it <laughs> It's been a pleasure. Tune in next week. We are going to be doing the Ravenhood trilogy, which is one of my absolute favorite series in the entire world. I am so excited for everyone to read along with us as we do this series. The first one is called Flock. It's by Kate Stewart. Buy it if you don't. It's free on Kindle Unlimited if you have that. 10 out of 10, guys. So we will be, um, I know we crammed, The shadow and bone trilogy into like one episode basically but we will be doing each of these books individually just because because they're so good we get to do what we want okay so we will be splitting it up so the only one that you guys need to have read by that day is the first one tune in next week and as always let's get lit